Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Moving Right Along, a Muppet movie podcast brought to you by ToughPigs.com. It's the podcast where we watch The Muppet Christmas Carol two minutes at a time and talk about it a lot. I'm your host, Anthony Strand. And I'm your other host, Ryan Rowe. And today we are joined by a very special guest, one of our oldest Tough Pig pals. He's been with the website 10 years. plus years now. I think, 10 right? plus years, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. A decade. And who is he? Who are you? Who, who are you, a decade club member? I am Matthew Soberman, and I learned an interesting fact about myself before this show. I, I'm apparently the guest on the most listened to episode of Moving Right Along of all time. And I just want to say thank you all for listening to me talk about Muppet Vision 3D. It's That's true. Right. It's true. Statistics show that the Muppet Vision 3D episode uh, with Matthew as the guest is our most listened to episode. Right. So. The king so- of guest stars. <laughs> so I would say go check that one out. But statistically, listener, you already have. Everyone's already heard it. Yeah. You don't have to listen to it again. I mean, if you want to. <laughs> or you to. do have to listen to it again. Let's get those numbers up there. <laughs> Just make it an annual event. Yeah. For hmm. M- M- Muppet Vision 3D. All right. But today we are not talking about Muppet Vision 3D. We are, in fact, talking about minutes 35 and 36 of the Muppet Christmas Carol. In these minutes, the gang arrives in Ebenezer Scrooge's childhood. The gang. The, the, the magic gang. of time travel. The magic of time travel. And when I say the gang, I mean like the classic Muppet Show gang. Michael Caine, the Ghost of Christmas Past, Gonzo, <laughs> Rizzo, some chickens. Yeah. <laughs> there they are. All, all are, yeah. So as we, they're all here. So as we open, Gonzo and Rizzo make a landing. And this scene to me is such a great example of why they work as a pair because Gonzo is cackling with delight and Rizzo is shaking with fear <laughs> as we see them land. Yeah. Oh. Rizzo has has accumulated some kind of lacy objects on his head. I'm not sure where those came from, but it kind of makes it look like he's wearing a wedding dress. Huh. Yeah, I can see it. You know, classic, Maybe somebody's getting married. You know, laundry line cartoon gag. Yeah, yeah, something like that. They were flying I guess very so, close yeah. to those rooftops in London. Now, was this the first real pairing of Gonzo and Rizzo? Because in the 90s, that was a big thing. Right. Um, we as we discussed on the podcast, they had one scene together in Muppet Celebrate Jim Henson, which is where Rizzo says that Jim Henson's the accountant because he signs the paychecks. Right. And Gonzo uh-huh. is is Gonzo's like, that's brilliant. But that's kind of it. That's the only that's their only previous pairing before this movie. Yeah. And so then this this yeah, movie kind of opened the floodgates. Yeah, it's 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 a decade after this, right? Where mm-hmm. it's solid gonzo and rizzo are are the guys i mean they they co-hosted the muppets tonight clip show together so yep yep there you go and their friendship is kind of a big part of muppets from space which we will get to in two seasons yeah and muppet yes, treasure will. island what am i for i'm forgetting right, that movie Muppet also Island. exists we're well, gonna be well, talking and- a lot about the two of them for the next like three seasons right and they're going to co-host uh muppet classic theater which we will cover as a bonus episode i'm sure yes uh the other thing i wanted to say about this shot is i just noticed that there is a live horse behind gonzo and rizzo as they are setting down oh i love how this like integrates like live animals with the muppet animals yeah exactly it gives it like that depth of realism it does so next gonzo says the thing that i said at the top of the episode and so they arrived in Ebenezer Scrooge's childhood. But before we really see anything about Ebenezer Scrooge's childhood, we get some more business with Gonzo and Rizzo. Because Rizzo says it was the worst trip of his life, but he's safe at last. 
But uh oh, there's a big orange cat behind him. Uh-oh. Yeah. He's gonna try to eat him. An yeah. oddly realistic Muppet cat. I think it's yeah. the eyes. The eyes look more like real cat's mm. eyes than than you well, would normally expect from a Muppet. So, Ryan, you and I should both be delighted to see our old pal, the stunt cat from Dog City, from the Dog City oh, this special feature. Okay, yeah, this is the same the puppet. In our episode. It's the same puppet. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. So, so in that one, he's, it's like a guy who talks. I mean, he's like an actor who's playing a dog in stunts. In it's a, do- a cat who wears a dog suit to do stunts in Dog City, yeah. Yes, exactly, yeah. In the in the Jim Henson Hour episode, like, listeners are probably thinking, I've seen Dog City, I don't remember that. It's in the Jim Henson Hour episode that featured Dog City, there is a brief behind-the-scenes interview. It's not in Dog City, it's cat. in the episode that contained Dog City. Correct. It's, right. it's in the nine minutes or whatever oh, of the episode. <laughs> yeah, the nine minutes that are not publicly available. Sheesh. <laughs> yes, right, right. Um, but anyways, uh, I love that guy, so it's nice to see him. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even realize it was the same one. Good eye. Good cat's eye. Sure. I, I recognize anyone from the Jim Henson Hour when I see them. I'm sure you do. Oh, man, I oh. can't wait for his, like, three-hour talk on Lindbergh. <laughs> I do love Lindbergh. He's, just, he's so shaggy. Like, what a cool-looking puppy. <laughs> he is shaggy. Um, played, by, played by Zubumafu himself, Gord Robertson. So yeah. that's exciting, too. Yeah. Um, but anyways, as the cat is chasing Rizzo, he uh, starts yelling like, oh no, nice kitty, nice kitty. But then he yells, I'm from New Jersey. Now, Matthew, you're a native New Yorker. Yes. You're a native New Yorker. Uh, do you think, can you tell me why Rizzo thinks this will make the cat more sympathetic towards him? If he yells, (laughs) I don't know if it's necessarily sympathetic. I think it's a, 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 Failed attempt at uh, making himself look more intimidating. Yeah, that might be right. He's just frantically trying to make himself seem tough. Yep. Right. But, but of course, it's kind of hard to do that when you're already running away from the cat. Right, right. Um, the other thing about this is, do we think that this means Rizzo is canonically from New Jersey? In Because Rizzo's playing himself here. <laughs> right. He's, he's not playing Victorian England, Rizzo. He's from New oh. Jersey. Yeah, there wasn't even a New Jersey when the story took place. There sure was a New Jersey in 1843, Ryan. I mean, it was a colony. It was, was it? A it state, was not. Yeah. What year do you think 1843 is? Oh, guys? state. I'm sorry. I thought my my brain's a little fried. I thought he meant 1743. No, 1843. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. The United States. New Jersey is very much a state when this when this book was written. Yeah, no, you're um, right. <laughs> almost. Yeah, yeah. I, I am. Um, New Jersey was a state and. Rizzo could be from New Jersey and be, you know, an adult man in 1843 or whatever. <laughs> adult man. I don't. I mean, yeah. This rat. U.S. was. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's not a child, right? No, no, no. You're right. Rizzo was a grown-up rat. Um, yeah. yeah. I. So, are you suggesting that Rizzo could possibly be lying about being from New Jersey? No, I'm wondering why he thinks that in England revealing himself to be a colonist like an american is going to be uh not and by a colonist i mean english people call it the colonists. Um, i wish i had my copy of the muppets character i wish i had my copy of the muppets character encyclopedia handy to look and see if it mentions anything about rizzo being from new jersey oh sure yeah we'll have to double check later yeah we can add a we can add a note we we can 
Hi everyone, this is Ryan in the future, and I checked the Muppets character encyclopedia, and I can report back that it does not mention Rizzo being from New Jersey. That's all. Back to the podcast. Uh, but anyways, uh, then Rizzo gets mauled to death by a cat, while Gonzo just kind of shakes his head in annoyance. <laughs> uh, just looking it up now, you know what happened in 1842? What when this when this movie apparently takes place? Uh, Dickens visited America, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dickens visited America, and then he wrote the American chapters in Martin Chuzzlewit, which are like all about how much everyone hates America, and then <laughs> American audiences turned on him. I'm wondering if he Amer- visited New Jersey. Yeah, he very well might have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know he visited New York, right? And that's why but he wrote might- this line into the book. <laughs> For I am from New Jersey, and you do not intimidate me. I, <laughs> I am from New Jersey, cried the narrators. The turnpike. Sidekick. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, by the way, you might remember that in the Doctor Who episode with Simon Callow as Charles Dickens, the doctor says he's a big fan, except for that American bit in Martin Chuzzlewit. That was rubbish. <laughs> um. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, Gonzo does nothing to help Rizzo. He doesn't try to stop the cat. He doesn't try to rescue Rizzo. He just kind of watches for a second and then shrugs it off and continues his narration. Yeah, like Gonzo knows he's here to narrate and he will not be deterred. Right, and it truly sounds like Rizzo is being eaten. Right, like he's being... It's so violent sounding. He's gonna die. Yes, but then Gonzo turns and starts narrating again, and he says, um, it was the afternoon of Christmas Eve. Scrooge became conscious of a thousand odors floating in the air, each one connected with a thousand thoughts and hopes and joys and cares long, long forgotten. So that's that's straight out of the book. He, the so it's a very interesting word choice. So Dickens uses the word odors. Yes. Yeah, I feel like we would say just smells or aromas even, but right, yeah, yeah. Odors is um, such a strong like it, it. It usually implies a bad smell. Bad smell, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I said straight out of the book. Someone might call me out on it if I don't clarify. Jerry Jewell added it was the afternoon of Christmas Eve. That's ah. that's not that's not specified in the book, but the rest of that is is straight out of the book. Uh, so Scrooge and the Ghost Land, and then Scrooge gets excited, pointing out his old friends. <laughs> Yeah, I, I noticed uh, when, so we see them land, we see Scrooge start to land in the same shot behind Gonzo, but we don't see his entire body land. So presumably, because then it cuts to another shot where we see Michael Caine's face and then he starts talking. So presumably that's Michael Caine's double, like they didn't want to make Michael Caine get up in the harness again for that one shot yeah. of him being lowered down <laughs> to the ground. That, so uh, that yeah. seems likely. Yeah. Is that the stunt cat? <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe it's, it's a cat in a cat. Michael Caine suit. <laughs> it's, maybe it's the same cat. <laughs> yeah. He's not in the shot. Um, Look, it's double pay. Right. Yeah. There you go. Um, but so Scrooge starts pointing out his old friends, Henry and Edmund, which again, those names are not in the book, which is interesting to me only in, I wonder if they had some significance to Jerry Jewell, you know, or they just sound like old English, old names. English names. Yeah. 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 Um, the ghost points out that they can neither see nor hear him. 
and then she beckons him inside of the schoolhouse. Right. So this is magical time travel, but not even consistent magical time travel because Gonzo and Rizzo are able to interact with this cat who presumably lives in the past, but Scrooge is not able to interact with his friends in the past. Right, but Gonzo and Rizzo kind of exist outside the story. Anyway, yeah, they're on as, this as weird we plane where they kind of move in and out of, of actually being able to interact with other characters. Right. So then they've gone inside, and now Gonzo tells Rizzo to stop playing with the cat, <laughs> which is the first time Gonzo has acknowledged that Rizzo is, in fact, playing with the cat. Yeah. Yes, Matthew? I, I did want to point out, has, has this movie, like, has this movie perfected time travel? Because, you know, anytime there's like a time travel movie, maybe aside from just offhand Bill and the Bill and Ted films, <laughs> even actually, no, even the Bill and Ted films count. Going back in time, there's always some sort of trouble that alters the timeline. Either you right, go but- by Back to the Future rules where it irrevocably returns whatever time you return to, or you go the Avengers Endgame route and it just branches off of a branches off to a different universe. But this time, but this, they have like a non-interventionist approach. And I think it's brilliant. Yeah, but yeah I really, because these are, these are but the shadows of his past. Yeah. I think it's really because it's, it's magic. It's not scientific time travel. Right. It's even it's really, still, I think it, it may be, it just removes all the complications. Yeah, yeah, you're right. right. Well, I, and I don't think Dickens was interested in telling that kind of story anyway. Although that would have been interesting. Yeah. And <laughs> old, and Scrooge's old friend, Sarah Connor, approached. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. I would read that. I would read that team up. There's actually an episode of uh, I Think You Should Leave, the Netflix sketch show, which has, uh, like, Scrooge's, like is visited by Sam Richardson from the future as like some sort of cyborg soldier who's like, Scrooge, you're coming with me. We got to go stop these creatures or whatever. I don't remember exactly, but it's anyways, it's like a Christmas Carol too. And it's about <laughs> either. Sam I don't remember that one or I haven't seen that. episode. Uh, I got to go back and watch one, that. Season show one. Again. Ah, it's been a while. One of, I think you should leave. Yeah. 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 Those are, those are um, like 15 minute episodes too. So I got to yeah, go back. Very short. Yeah. And it's very funny. It is very Listeners, funny. Listeners, if you enjoy comedy, check out I Think You Should Leave on Netflix. All right. What else happens in this movie? Uh, There's a shot where Rizzo is running away from the cat, running very quickly. It's like a split second where we see him just running across the entire frame. And I assume this is a marionette. Uh, I slowed down the shot as, as slow as I could on my video player. I did not see any wires or strings. But I did notice that Rizzo does Rizzo's feet do not hit the ground with every step he takes while he's running. Well, that's that suggests marionette. Yeah, sure. yeah. Or he's just going that fast. Right, right. Because he's uh he's from New Jersey. Yeah. Right. Right. And we all know New Jerseyans are very aerodynamic. That's what they're best that's what known I've heard. for. Yep. That's what they say. If about you're New from Jersey, New Jersey, uh, please reach out to us and tell us how you're able to run without your feet touching the ground. Yeah, please. Yes. We're, we're very curious. Um, but so now Gonzo and Rizzo escape the cat by running into the schoolroom also. And then in the classroom, we see busts of Aristotle, Dante, Moliere, and Shakespeare. So all oh, authors, just just it, great, great, great thinkers of the past, right? All all long dead. 
Did either of you do what I did and Google image search these uh, people to see how closely the Muppet busts resemble them? No, because well, I figure this is a very faithful adaptation anyway. It is, yes. Uh, but they're they're pretty good likenesses. These busts, I, some, I, I don't know who designed them. Uh, if I had to guess, if I were... I don't know if I were on an episode of Habawa and asked to to name the person who designed these busts, I would probably guess Michael Frith. Just something about the way they look, but um, I could I, see that. They, yeah, they I, do look a little fraggly in their design. Yeah, and I like that they went with kind of silly Muppety designs rather than more well, realistic designs. Yes. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is yeah. I feel like it raises all kinds of questions <laughs> that in the universe of this movie, Aristotle, Dante, Moliere, and Shakespeare are all whatnots. Rather than oh, human beings. Right. Like, this is how people think like, they look in this Ebenezer, universe. Right. Ebenezer Scrooge is a human man. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. So like it's like really interesting that Shakespeare was apparently a soggy, floppy armed, you know. He was a Muppet. Rod what? he was a rod pup rod yeah. hand puppet for some you know, reason. There are all these there there have been all these questions and theories over the years about like did William Shakespeare actually write those plays? But really the question we should be asking is was William Shakespeare actually a Muppet? Derek Jacoby is all like, No, William <laughs> Shakespeare is nothing but a Muppet. He didn't write those plays, he's a low class. Yeah. Um, if, okay, but Derek, if, Derek if Shakespeare, Shakespeare was a Muppet, who was he performed by? Well, in the blooper reel for this. Uh, there's a shot where Gonzo looks at the William Shakespeare bust and says, Frank Oz. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I guess, I guess there's your answer. I'm so glad you remember that because I forgot it. And then they like try to talk to him, but of course being a bust, he does not respond. And like, Oh, he won't talk to us. (laughs) I think Rizzo says as usual. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which I think kind of reflects the point, you know, this was kind of the point where Frank Oz was starting to move away from the Muppets. Like, right. he was Although, there, but not there nearly as much. Right. Although, when Dave Goals was on this podcast, uh, he told us that Frank was on the set all the time for this one. Yeah, he, less so he for kind of dispelled Treasure us Island and of that notion Ocean for this Space. One. Yeah. He said, he said this one, it was kind of like, you know, the, the whole family's back together, and, and Frank was there. And oh, as okay. an executive producer, he was actually... I mean, I guess the title executive producer apparently doesn't always mean a lot, but in this case, Frank was was pretty actively involved, it sounds like. And of course, he's going to be in this scene, like as Sam the Eagle. Oh, yeah. This is, well, this is one of the parts he actually. Not performs. in the next, you know, minute, and, you know, not in the next. How many seconds do we have left in this <laughs> thing? I think we, I think we only have about not in the next, seconds the next, left. not in the next thirty-two seconds. I didn't get that part. <laughs> right, right. I got time um, travel, baby. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, but then. Gonzo narrates a little bit more. This is this next quote is actually all Jerry Jewell. We've been tracking what Jerry Jewell wrote. And what a flood of memories came back to him as Scrooge beheld his old classroom. That's none of that is in the book. Hmm. And uh, then Scrooge says the specific things, the specific memories that are flooding back. Uh, the desks, the smell of the chalk, and yeah. the fact that he chose his profession in this room. The smell of the chalk. That is such a vivid... Uh, childhood yeah. going to school memory. Although I guess a lot of young people now would, it would be more like the smell of the dry erase markers, but it's just right. such it's something you associate with, with going to school. Right. And even now it's not even that it's smart board markers. Which oh, sure. Yeah. Anything, right. You know, so sometimes nothing, there's no such thing as scent anymore because yeah. the world has become robotic. Yeah. What do smart boards smell like? 
Nothing. <laughs> Too bad. Circuits. They smell like Scooter Computer and Mr. Chips. That's what they smell like. <laughs> yeah, because kids are going to know Scooter Computer and Mr. <laughs> Chips. The Schoolhouse Rock video. just like, oh, I know this place. The desks. The smell of the Scooter Computer and Mr. Chips. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in the mid-80s, they revived Schoolhouse Rock for a series of videos called Scooter Computer and Mr. Chips. And they straight up rule. Uh, we'll link to them in the show notes <laughs> and right. go watch them because they're yeah. bananas. But, but those did else? not make it like when they, you know, sort of put everything on home video back in the late nineties and they did. It's on 2000s. the DVD. That's where I saw them. Oh, on the DVD. Ah, you see, I had the yeah. VHS tapes and they oh, sure, were not yeah, yeah. included. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's the, it's the 30th anniversary DVD or something from 2003 or whatever. I wonder if they made it and... to Disney plus. I think schoolhouse rock is on Disney plus. Well, if they don't, if they have Schoolhouse Rock and not Scooter Computer and Mr. Chips, I'm canceling my subscription. You heard it here first. Effective right. immediately. I, I'm done. If they don't, I'm tired of Disney trying to cancel Scooter Computer and Mr. <laughs> Chips. Uh, everything's good. All right. So, anyways, he Scrooge says he chose his profession in this room. Ah, uh, you, you are, uh, you are in luck. It's listed under season five. Yeah. It's All right. Three songs, right? Three beautiful songs. Three beautiful, perfect songs. The music of the heavens. So you Super can watch Fury. those on Disney Plus <laughs> along with the Muppet Christmas Carol. Yes, that's right. They they're side by side. You can watch them back to back without even leaving the app. Now they really should put that in the recommendations during the credits of Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> if you like this, check out Scooter Computer and of Mr. Course. Chips. I hope so. Man, that's so good. That's so good. But we are we are almost at the end of this one. Uh, so Scrooge says, desks, chalk, chose my profession. And then the ghost says, and is he too familiar? Well, who? Is who too familiar? We don't know. We don't know. Because Gonzo says, Scrooge beheld a small boy. A boy he knew of. And that's where we cut off for this. Over so we, and over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever never... it is, Scrooge is, is astonished to see this boy that they're talking about. But yeah, we don't know who the boy is. It is it the mascot from from Bob's Big Boy restaurants? Is that the boy? Yep. Yes. It is. Is it? Ego. Is it Scooter Computer? Is this, is it that or boy? is it Mister Chips? <laughs> but Mister, what's what's crazy about that is that Mister Chips is a computer, which makes sense. Uh-huh. But Scooter Computer is a human boy. Oh, wait, computer is just his last name. Just his last name. Yeah. Sure. yeah. That, that makes I mean, could sense. it just be Scooter? <laughs> it could just, what if Scooter played young Scrooge in this movie? Okay, so maybe we're getting into a, too much of a little theoretical fan casting, but if Scooter played young Scrooge in this movie, who would you cast as Scooter in 1992? You mean Scooter the Muppet? Yeah, Scooter the Muppet, yeah. Not Scooter Computer, not Scooter the not character. Scooter Com- from no, from the Transformers knockoff GoBots. When they were filming movie. this, I don't know if they had fil- film started filming this before Richard Hunt passed. I don't but... think Richard Hunt was ever in any. No, I, I even even if it was if, work on even movie, if they yeah. did production in the late nine right. late ninety one, he wasn't healthy enough to do right. that then. Right. By his own. I mean, I admission. guess I guess David Rudman worked on this movie. David Rudman is ended up in playing this, Scooter. Yeah. yeah. That yeah, is true, but it didn't necessarily. It didn't directly. Scooter didn't directly pass to David no, right. Rudman. No, I, I'm I think just saying Richard's brother, Adam Hunt, or were they related? 
Yeah, yeah he, uh, his brother yeah. Adam plays he, his voice in Muppets from Space. Right, he yeah. dubbed that line. Says, "Get your get your Gonzo T-shirts." Well, if it's just a dub, then maybe it did go to Rudman, and they just had someone else do the voice. Right, right. I don't know, but anyways, uh, it would have been fun if Scooter was young scrooge for some reason it would have been fun for some reason yeah i don't know if it's me when i was everyone's sitting there thinking wait a minute scrooge used to be scooter yeah and then the the medium age of scrooge can be wayne oh yeah wayne and wanda and wanda can be bell all right perfect so there you go. And this is And Michael Caine oh. wouldn't have done the movie because he said no. he didn't want ridiculous. No, and things. then old Scrooge would be Pops. So <laughs> um, Oh, so Kane looks at Scooter, and then when you turn back, <laughs> it's Pops. It's Pops. No, I just realized that what I'm doing is casting a Boom Studios comic book version of this movie. Ah. Right? Yeah. Like Muppet Peter Pan or whatever. Yeah. Where Wendy is played by Janice. All right. So what else? That's the end. Before we go, though, Matthew, do you have any other final thoughts on these two minutes? I mean, do we want to go into, like, more about time travel? Um, No, I'm trying to think. What else? I mean, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Yeah, I think we kind of covered the big stuff. All right. Ryan, anything else? Uh, I just noticed when they when they close the door and the cat slams into the door... The cat looks very flat, which made me wonder if that's actually a second version of this cat puppet. So I'm even more intrigued. It's like actually a stunt cat? It could be. Well, so I'm even more intrigued now that you identified this as the stunt cat from Dog City. Just to, to, I don't know how I would find this out, but if there might have been another cat built like in a flat version just for this one gag where it where it smacks into the door and then falls down right well do they flatten him in dog city that's what i'm wondering i'm trying to remember the whole thing is that he is that he keeps taking a like physical punishment right right so it might have been uh like a kind of a perfect coincidence here oh we gotta fire fire up that dog city app again all right i I did think of something just a little thing a little thing i love about dave performing gonzo uh, when they pan across to the great thinkers and you see Gonzo and Rizzo stoically sitting there before he goes back into his narration, Gonzo's eyes widen. And is there anything more delightful than Gonzo widening his eyes? <laughs> nah, it's great. Oh, uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of like all the great moments. It's Muppets take Manhattan when he finds Kermit. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. At the end. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm sure it's, Plenty of times when Muppet turns around, but you, when you know, like, Gonzo's got that look in his eye. Oh. Yeah, not a lot of Muppets can raise and lower their eyelids, but he he yeah. uses it very strategically. Yeah. Oh, also in Muppet's Take Manhattan when he gets engaged. I don't know if we said that one. Yeah, then it's kind of like, ah. Camilla mouth to mouth, and then he goes, I think we're engaged. And then he raises his eyelid. Great. So, Matthew, we like to ask our guests, uh, what's your history with the movie? Where do you rank it among the Muppet movies? And the third question this year is, do you watch it every year? Okay, so what is my history with this movie? Yeah. Um, As a kid, we had the VHS tape. For a while, I did not like this movie. This did not feel like a, like a, a, like a, in the spirit of the other Muppet movies growing up. It is, it does have a darker tale. It's certainly more dramatic than the other ones. Yeah. 
Uh, I sort of came back into appreciating it later in life, especially knowing the history behind it, knowing that this was like the first big project to come about after Jim's passing. And I think it's a, I think it's a great tribute to, to Jim. I think I, I know I've written about this. Uh, a few years ago, my Christmas piece was why do the Muppets always go back to remaking a Christmas Carol? And it's because of Jim's belief that people should, you know, ha- should have the chance to be redeemed. But, I mean, originally he wanted Doc Hopper to be redeemed at the end of the Muppet movie. And yeah. Frank Oz famously looked at him as he made his pitch and said a word I don't know if I'm allowed to say on this podcast. If I mean, if you want to say it, serves. we might beep it later, but... I, I don't... I, I, I'm not sure. I think it's in it's in Brian J. Jones's biography that uh, Frank Oz famously dismissed it out of hand, and thus we got the ending of Doc Hopper being scared off by a giant animal head. Yeah. Well, which rules? Yes, which is a good does. ending, so I'm fine with it. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's my history with it. Uh, what was the second question? Where... Where would you rank it among the Muppet movies? Where would I rank it? Ooh. I mean, it, it's probably should be higher in my rankings, but I mean, one and two, depending on the day, are always Muppet movie and Great Muppet Caper. Sure. sure. Um, I really like Muppets Most Wanted. I I think it's the you closest. Could, you put that ahead, too, what you're saying? I might. That's a great one. Even still. Great movie. Even still, I do love Muppet Christmas Carol, and yes, I do watch it every year. We actually, uh, this in the Soberman house, uh, it is tradition on Christmas Eve to watch two movies, and this is the second one. The first is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. <laughs> Good choice. Those are the two Christmas Eve play it or dies. <laughs> Good choices. Good choices. Yeah, and that usually because both of them are relatively short films, I think. Christmas Vacation is just over an hour and a half, and this one's just under an hour and a half. Yeah, it usually leads right into the local news, which in New York, <laughs> Christmas Eve is the only time they run it with the full credits, which the, I always the, find fascinating. The evening news, yeah, with full huh, really? full credits. Everybody who works at the station. Well, all those people Ooh. have families. Yes, they do, and That's on true. Christmas Eve go. they get to see it. Which of course leads into Midnight Mass at the Vat from the Vatican. Which, being Jewish, somehow we always watch. Just Interesting. To, well, we sort of view it as like a cultural event, like right. You know, sure, yeah, yeah. People from a different faith opening, you know, showing how they celebrate the holiday. Yeah, yeah. You have sure. faux mom fear of missing out on Midnight Mass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, let's go with that. Sure. Okay. And on that note, we are going to close the book on this one for today. Uh, listeners, you can always find toughpigs.com right there on the internet. We are located at toughpigs.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can become a patron on Patreon if you would like to. You can email us with any comments, concerns, or questions at moving right along at toughpigs.com. You can follow Ryan on Twitter at me, Ryan Rowe, and on Letterboxd at Movies Are Neat. You can follow me on Letterboxd at Zeppo Marxist. And Matthew, where can our listeners find you on the line? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Matthew Soberman. Not nearly as witty as uh, 
Seppo Marxist or movies are neat, but uh, <laughs> that is who I am. Uh, that's the name I've been given, and I'm very happy with it. It's uh, actually at Matthews Oberman. Anyways, go on. Yeah, sure. Um, that that sounds right. Uh, you can read me read me here on Tough Figs. Uh, I write every so often. I'm trying to think where else you can read my. If you like Disney parks, I write for WDWNT. And if you like me making fun of old. (laughs) And if you like me making fun of old TV specials, you can find me on Twitch at Screenhole TV. Uh, I am a part of a show called VHS or The Void of Horrible Stuff. Is that true? I don't think I knew that. That is true. That is very true. It's a. Uh yeah, we're we're on Twitch. We recently moved to Twitch after being on another channel with another name, but we have been reborn as right. VHS and we're very happy. Awesome. We have a lot of fun there. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here, Matthew. Thank and you. Thank you as well to Morgan <laughs> Davy for designing our logo and thanks to each and every one of you for listening. If you're so inclined, give us a positive review on iTunes and tell all of your friends, Edmund, Henry, the whole gang, to listen to Moving Right Along. We'll be back next week with another episode. Goodbye. Good night. I'm from New Jersey. Where we're going, we don't need smells. (laughs) 